that's one thing that that crest and i are constantly working on um whether whether it's anxiety whether it's it's frustration at each other it doesn't matter really what aspect of life it's in is you can let your mind go crazy places and you know when, when you're in a relationship and and there's there's a little bit of anxiety or there's a little bit of frustration it's best just to deal with it right then and there to keep it from growing and getting worse Welcome to Overcoming Anxiety with Dawn Morgan. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be. My guests today are Justin and Cresta. They both came from a background in law enforcement and unhealthy relationships. After years of working on themselves and discovering what it takes to make a relationship fulfilling, they founded Deviation by Design, which is an intentional marriage program and helps couples struggling with intimacy and communication and reconnect with intention to finally live their happily ever after, which is something we all want. So welcome to both of you. Yeah, thank you. Thank thanks. you. We're happy to be here. Yes, thanks yeah, for having us. It's great to have you. Now, this show is all about overcoming anxiety and most people have experienced anxiety. In fact, I would say everyone has experienced anxiety at some points in their life. And my guests like to share their stories, uh, whether their anxiety has been high or low and frequent or not. And uh, so we'd love to hear your story. Awesome. Well, thank you. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go ahead and start. Um, you know, like our intro said, uh, Chris and I both come from a background in law enforcement and, um, you know, just the nature of law enforcement. We do have uh, pretty much anxiety on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're, we're trained to to deal with that anxiety. And, um, you know, so during my time as law enforcement, you know, it it didn't really matter what type of calls we went on or anything like that. We, we always had anxiety. It, it was something we always took home with us. Um, it was something we were constantly dealing with. And um, I know for me personally, the, the best thing that, that I ever did, um, I didn't have any real traumatic experiences, um, but the best thing I did was just find an outlet for it, find a hobby, um, yeah. something just to kind of release um, at, at the end of the day, end of the week, um, whatever. Um, I know Cresta has more more to share, um, but um, yeah, that that's kind of how I generally dealt with anxiety, mm -hmm. uh, kind, kind of on a da daily basis. And and were you aware of that anxiety on a daily basis? Um, you know, uh, initially I was not. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty mellow. Um, I'm not real loud. <clears throat> and after I got into law enforcement, uh, I, I noticed a change in how I was deal dealing with my kids who were younger at the time. They were probably, uh -huh. I don't know, pro probably fifth, sixth grade and third and fourth grade grade at the time. Uh -huh. um, I noticed not that I was being meaner with them. I was just being uh, more vocal with them, you know, because uh -huh. when you're in law enforcement, when you show up to a scene, you're always having to be you're having to take charge immediately. Yes. Um, you're having to get control of whatever situation it is. And that that's kind of bred in you from the academy it's bred into you in the training and um unfortunately i took that home with me and these little kids you don't you don't need to be that forceful with and so it 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 i didn't notice it right away yeah. um i didn't notice i was being just again just more firm with them and uh luckily uh, my ex-wife did bring that up to me and she's like you're a little harsh here 
And um, it was at that time I kind of noticed that, wow, the, this career is actually changing me. Yeah. Um, it, it's turning me into a little bit different person. Um, and it was at that time I, I, I had to find some outlets. Um, yeah. And, you know, those outlets, it, 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 most of the time, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys that play video games. There's a lot of guys, guys that go hunting and fishing, just, just something to allow the mind to unwind. Um, yeah. It's that everything dodge, the, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, everything from as simple as like a little traffic stop, you're, you're taught from day one that, that everything has the potential to be dangerous. And so you're always on edge. And so you've just got to find an outlet to, to just release that. And, and, yeah. you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, just take a breath outside of work. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's, it's that, um, fear response is constantly activated because you're, you're scanning for danger at all times and there's no, there's no respite. Right. You know, and I've been out of law enforcement now for four years, five years. Uh-huh. And uh, Cresta notices all it all the time. You know, I'll I'll move her to a side when we're walking and there's no real danger there. It's <laughs> just natural. And that's that's kind of just been bred in me at this point. You know, when we're walking on the side of a road, you know, I'm making sure I'm on the side with the cars coming so I can push yeah. her out of the way. If something happens. And all those type of things are running through my mind all, all the time. And, you know, you just got to just got to breathe sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's uh, not a great, not a great place to be when you're constantly anxious. No, <laughs> not at all. No, no. Cresta. So I, I have a different experience from him because I was on the other side of the radio. Uh, we actually met because of law enforcement. Yeah. Uh, we were not together while either one of us were in it. Okay. Uh, we, we were acquainted. We were acquaintances, uh, maybe even friends. And that, that has nothing to do with my anxiety. <laughs> um, I was on the radio. I had an officer. Uh, I don't know if I can say his name. No, officer-involved shooting. Officer-involved shooting. Um, well, okay. So the officer had taken a theft report and he was in dispatch uh, at, sitting on my desk, go, going through my purse, looking for snacks. <laughs> I mean, we were very good friends. Um, and I told him. He'd go to his car and do his report so that, so that I could do my part of the paperwork. Um, so he went to his car to do his report. And uh, we had a, a phone call about some kids. Uh, when I say kids, like four or five-year-old kids driving a car in a dirt lot right in the middle of town. Um, so uh, the officer went to go help. Uh, it was a female officer that went initially. Um, and then this officer went to assist, um, because when the female officer got there, there was a man, uh, who was letting the kids, he was in the car with them, but he, he was just letting them drive the car in circles. Um, <laughs> so my, my, my officer friend got there and the, the guy got very worked up and he ended up, uh, shooting at my officers. Uh, ultimately my, officer that was sitting on my desk literally 15 minutes before that was shot nine times um, oh. five times in the in body parts four times in the vest I think I, I I remember I remember things different I remember hearing things on the radio that never happened no. <laughs> um and then hearing the radio traffic afterwards it's it's almost disturbing how calm 
I was when I was, cause I was dispatching the ambulance to him and it, talking to some of my ambulance guys, my drivers after that, they were like, we didn't know anything was wrong until the very end when you said officer involved shooting like officer down. Uh, <laughs> it, it was almost disturbing after the fact how calm um, and that comes down to the training um, Yes, to handle your anxiety in the moment is it was a natural response uh, in the moment. You didn't think about it. You just did. Uh, I don't I don't remember a lot of of some of the conversations in dispatch mm -hmm. uh, all that was going on i don't know if there were conversations in dispatch um i know that nobody in dispatch broke uh emotionally until after my officer was at the hospital it was 13 minutes from the time that i uh told the ambulance hey go um to the time they got him back to the hospital um he he did survive okay <laughs> that was in 2018. Um, he now has twins, uh, twin boys that, you know, he's, he's thriving pretty well. He, yeah. he did medically retire. He has a lot of health issues because mm -hmm. of the, the situation. Um, so every year since then, I, you know, it, it's been odd. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't sleep every year that was may 6th uh 2018 and usually starting in april i just i just don't sleep i don't lay in bed and think about it um i just don't sleep so yeah. <laughs> um him and i got together and his birthday is may 6th <laughs> <laughs> justin's birthday that is yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. yes uh so it's it's been helpful with for my anxiety Yes. Um, I, I was on duty for a couple of other officer involved shootings, one where the radio traffic, all they said was uh, shots fired, send an ambulance. You can't you can't do that to dispatch. <laughs> <laughs> you have to tell dispatch it's for the suspect and not the officer. Uh, so since then, I was diagnosed with complex compound trauma, um, PTSD. I've done some EMDR uh, therapy, uh, but dealing with it. For me, it, it's different. Uh, I didn't have I, I didn't have anybody. I had my dog. <laughs> I came home came home to an empty house uh, with just the dogs, and uh, I didn't I didn't think I had problems with anxiety mm -hmm. um, until uh, you know when I when I stopped sleeping for yeah. a month or two months before the anniversary of that shooting. Um, but like I said, since Justin and I have been together. Um, with his birthday being on the same day, it's it's shifted my focus on May sixth of every year. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, creating really, a, a more pleasant experience. It's it's a oh, different absolutely. connection with that date. Yes. Yeah. So we use that time now, and we just get out of town. We just yes. we just go somewhere. Um, we've got a certain location we like to go to and spend spend a few days, and we just we just get out of town and. Um, what that does, I, I think for her is, is it, it, like you said, it shifts her mind. It, it gets it off what she's gone through on that specific day. Um, it's not that she doesn't think about it because all the dispatchers still keep, keep in contact. You know, they text each other on the, on that day, you know, cause that shared trauma. As well as the officers that were there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it, it really does take her mind off of it to where it, it's, it's not having that dramatic impact that it did yeah. before. So. Yeah, and I guess that will just ease as each year passes. the The transition with the association on that date will move more towards your birthday, 
and become you know a remembrance of what happened but it's a remembrance not a not a trauma right right well and and i part of the problem i think that that makes it a little bit worse is that people don't understand it mm. um so i have people tell me uh he's alive i don't know why you're stressed out <laughs> I'm like, yep he is alive <laughs> anxiety doesn't work that way though does it because anxiety is about what could happen exactly and therefore it draws your mind to yes but and you get that sort of yes but feeling yes but it might not have happened that way it might not and there might be another one and there's you know this is going on and and these things might happen and your mind works in a really strange way and um, when you have anxiety because it it um it also has um it does this sort of mismatching sometimes as well especially with people with ptsd where your mind has this uh, connection of sounds or or um situations or dates and and then it takes you it reminds you that there is a danger element around a date or a, a, a smell or a sound or um and it it gives you your fear response the stress response the fear response whatever you want to call it um in because it's it's giving you warning it's giving you that anxiety to say hey hang on a second wasn't may 6 a really bad time for you we better get you ready for it we better prepare you for it so you yeah. you've got all the the hormones and the chemicals in your body so that you're ready to deal with it and that's the sort of thing that happens um a lot with people with the likes of ptsd so it is it's it's very understandable and that's why people you know they hear a noise which is a you know car backfiring or something and they're in their carrying because their mind is saying don't like that noise there's danger when it's not necessarily the same thing so and that's why it's so powerful and so upending really you know it's that sort of dis disturbing and, and causes a lot of people a lot of grief so and i think as you say if people understood the body reaction to these things and the the memories and and the um the danger signals that our subconscious mind holds about those things because that's what's happening it's not your your conscious mind it's not your logical mind saying this there's a problem here it's your unconscious mind looking out for you yeah, you know, it, it's really amazing. Um, and this goes be, beyond anxiety as well. But what the mind will will tell yourself and, and it, if you allow your mind just to run rampant and not deal with those those thoughts, those feelings. Yeah, absolutely. You know, your your mind can take you to some very crazy places. Yeah. You know, that's one thing that, that Crest and I are constantly working on, um, whether, whether it's anxiety, whether it's it's frustration at each other. It doesn't matter really what aspect of life it's in is you can let your mind go crazy places. And, you know, yeah. when, when you're in a relationship and, and there's there's a little bit of anxiety or there's a little bit of frustration, it's best just to deal with it right then and there to keep it from growing and getting worse. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a there was a situation recently that Crest and I had. Um, we were trying to redo our closet. And I was getting frustrated. Um, and I'm know, glad to see, I'm glad to see that Chris is actually smiling at this story. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I I do I don't want to say I'm o OCD, but I do have some. I like things clean. I like things neat and in order. Uh, very much that type A per personality. And so when things are kind of just off, it stresses me out. There's a little bit mm -hmm. of anxiety there, and you know when we were new in our relationship, I would let those things just grow and fester and, and they would get big, get big, get big. 
And, you know, they're not as a, they're, they're not that big of a deal to Cresta, you know, which, yeah. you know, it just shows our differences. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I've really had to learn personally is, okay, when those thoughts come in, you know, those thoughts are my responsibility to, to deal with, you know, it's yeah. not that Cresta can't be there for support or help, but they're mine to deal with. And I don't need to let those fester. I don't need to let those grow, just get rid of them right away. And whether get getting rid of them is dealing with the situation, like cleaning the closet, whether it's talking to Cresta about some things that are bothering me, they just need to be dealt with. And yeah. that's the thing I think her, her and I have both learned is as soon as something comes up, we need to talk with it. We need to deal with it because that short-term discomfort is a whole lot smaller than three, four five days, or even a week of letting that, that, that situation fester, because then it becomes a bigger deal that we've, yeah. we've made up in our minds. It's, it's not that it's a yeah, big deal. Exactly. We're great. Yeah. I mean, the human mind is so, has such a, a mad, the imagination is, is boundless. We can create whatever we like. Yes. And mm -hmm. so often we create conflict or discourse or, you know, complaint or something and focus on what is wrong rather than yes. sort of saying, well, actually, is, is that a real problem? And we, we build these beliefs in our mind, in our life about how things should be. And then we get so uptight when somebody else doesn't understand the world in the same way as we do. And I think when when you understand that everybody's living from seeing the world through their own lenses, and we just don't see the world as anybody else does. And what is important to us is not necessarily important to anybody else. Right. Well, and he comes from a, a 21 year relationship um, that they didn't they didn't talk about things. They didn't communicate their their anxieties and their frustrations no. and so trying to work with that i think like he said you know the two of us we've we've almost fine-tuned it yeah <laughs> uh, if if he's off you know if his if his mind is going that way i'm i, I tell him i'm like hey look at me yeah like, take a breath like talk to me tell me what's going on like and and i I do. I sometimes I have to force him to <laughs> yes, <laughs> to yes. breathe and yeah. and like open his mouth. Yes. Yeah. You know, for... It's this voyage of discovery as well, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So long I've internalized that stuff, um, allowing things to resolve on their own. Yeah. And while that works once in a while, that is not a good practice to adhere to because <laughs> things while they may be resolved temporarily, they always come back when they're not dealt with, you know, yeah. and, and they come back bigger, they come back worse, um, you know, and so that's one thing that, that Crest has been re really good with is when I'm thinking or, or, or get in that state, she gives me my space to allow me to process all that information. Yeah. And then we sit down and we talk about it. Yeah. Um, and do you are you making new rules and expectations where they're sort of meeting in the middle or you know trying to not compromise because i think compromise can be seen as a you know a lose-lose situation sometimes but do you come to an agreement on what is most important and at what level are you creating your own rules as such absolutely um I, he he used to laugh at me because I always say, go team. <laughs> <laughs> we call it teamwork. Uh, yes. It's not compromise, it's teamwork. It's, it's teamwork, so, yeah. 
the communication part of the relationship and and this is what i need over here and this is what you need over here so so i mean if we can e even get to here it, yeah it's a ton of progress yeah absolutely. Uh, we can get to here just because yeah. of the way that the two of us communicate i mean i think that our history our our friendship our history in, in law enforcement where i was in dispatch and he was on the street and I, I think that that has helped a lot because we had to communicate like that we had to yeah. uh protect each other ultimately um in that relationship I think that that has helped us immensely yeah, absolutely. Uh, with our our love relationship. Yes. <laughs> you know, and one of the thing, th things that we do is, you know, if there's a subject, um, you know, I'll pick finances, let's say, and Cresta's good at talking about that, and, and I'm not. We'll schedule a time to talk about that. And the person that's, that's not comfortable with that, they kind of get to choose the time and the location to talk yeah. about it. Yeah, you know, and so if there's an issue Cresta has difficulty talk, talking about, uh, you know, she's going to choose the time and location we can talk about it. Um, and it just puts that person who's struggling with the issue to talk about in a better frame of mind. It yeah. puts them at ease a little bit. It allows them to to process all that information before they come to it. Um, and I, and I think also it gives them a little bit of control, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, absolutely. You, you hand that bit of control to them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, there's there's certain things that that we do that with and, you know, that that helps us out immensely. Yeah. I think another thing that helps us and and our, our friends are our friends say, oh, my God, you're so gross. <laughs> <laughs> but we we touch a lot. Right. Uh, it improves that connection. Yes. Uh, even if we're frustrated with each other, it, if we we just put a hand somewhere touching each other, it's it's i don't know how to describe it it's soothing um it, it's that connection it lets them know that you're still connected to them like yeah they still care and but also it's the opposite of sitting there with your arms folded isn't it it's the yes. opposite of putting that that barrier so by yeah. actually reaching out there can't be a barrier yeah. so you know that's that's why it's so good i i suspect yeah you know and it it you maintain that connection even in the midst of frustration. Yes. You know, because when two people come together, I don't care if you've been together two minutes or 40 years, you know, there you have two people coming together. There's going to be some, I don't want to say friction, but some disagreements, some things that you've got to work through. Yeah. And if you always know that there's that connection that, hey, regardless of what's going on here, we're going, we're going to get through it. Um, then, you know, it, it puts your mind in a better place to deal with the situations. Yeah. If you're sitting back with your arms crossed, you're almost two enemies. Whereas yeah. if you're, at least for us, if you're touching, you're, you're on the same team, you're on the same path. You're just trying to navigate this, this situation, whatever yeah. it may be. And it keeps your ego at bay as well, because if you sit in armchairs across the room from each other with your arms folded, you know, your egos are in charge. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be the first to break this silence. And, you know, they've got to, they've got to apologize to me first. And, you know, all that sort of stuff happens, doesn't it? You see it. Um, and that comes back to the whole mind frame thing. Yeah. Um, you know, the anxieties that come up when, when you have a disagreement where, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk to him. He, he looked at me wrong. I'm, I'm not dealing with that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't deserve that. <laughs> like, but we make it a point to, uh, we'll allow that silence for a, a few minutes 
Yeah. Um, but we make it a point, one of us will, and it's always different. It, like, there's no, not like I'm always the one going to talk to him or he's always the one coming to talk to me. We, and, and it's not a spoken thing. It's one of us will always break that silence after a few minutes. And it, again, it's, it's that touch and that, Hey, look at me. Uh, now tell me what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's those feelings that come up and it's, again, it's our unconscious mind chucking some feelings in and they take us unawares and, you know, our, our instinct then is to sort of say, oh, actually, that's not nice. Let me back off. Let me move away. But actually, it's much better to sort of say, hey, you know, when you said that, I, I had all these feelings come up and I'm re not really sure where they came from or why that's what you said is bothering me. And, you know, you, you can be curious together to, to sort it out, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times it's <laughs> it's not even an issue. It's no. it's tone in which you say something and how somebody takes it he yeah. will say things because because the way that his previous relationship was he'll say something to me and i'm like uh did did you really just say that to me and he's like what how did you take that <laughs> that's not what i meant i know it's, it's like having those conversations over uh, over sms as well isn't it when you you get the little message come through and you think really yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is, are you saying what I think you're saying? No, 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 I didn't mean it that way at all. Um, so yeah, exploring that is is really really healthy. So, but tell me, so what made you decide to work with couples then? The transition from your own journey into uh, coaching people. Uh, mine started when uh, my wife left. Um, I got a life coach, uh -huh. and. My life coach really changed my entire perspective on life as a whole, um, changed my perspective on how I was showing up as a husband, as a father, and really challenged a lot of my uh, beliefs and my thoughts mm -hmm. and really put me on a, a, a good path. Yeah. Um, and so I was working on myself, doing a lot of that stuff. And Crest uh, and I got together. And I shared with her, hey, you know, this life coach, he he really helped me get through all this stuff. And uh, I would eventually like to do this at some point. Well, and, and me coming from a completely opposite uh, yeah. background, I've been in relationship after relationship. I've never been married. I don't have kids. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been unhealthy relationship after unhealthy relationship. Um, and and the fact that we come from two completely different worlds him with the the 21 years of of the same relationship me with probably more than that of various relationships that weren't mm -hmm. weren't fruitful yeah um we realize that we have a very broad world that we can pull experiences from yeah. and and help people with um go ahead and, and yeah. continue from there <laughs> yeah you you know and even previous to my law enforcement experience, I, I lived overseas. I lived in Indonesia for a time for about mm -hmm. six years. Um, I was, uh, my degree is in cross-cultural communication um, and really helping people um, and understanding where people come from, diving into worldviews. And so I, I've, I've got that tra training behind me. But um, we noticed that our friends um, were starting to ask us kind of, what are you guys doing different? What are you guys um, you know, what's going on with you guys? How are you guys, you know, why, why is your relationship like this? Yeah. And I, 
I personally attribute it to what I learned um, during my my coach my coaching. Yeah. Um, really, just set, again setting me on a path that was very productive um, and allowing me to be the 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 husband I needed to be for Cresta, allowing me to be the father I needed to be to my kids. And um, you know, we just got talk, talking about it, and we're like, why don't why don't we just share everything we've learned, everything we've gone through with other couples to get them to this point? Because yeah. we we enjoy helping people. My background is missionary and law enforcement. Cresta's background in law enforcement. I mean, our our nature is to help people, yeah. and so it was just a natural outflowing of of who we are as people, and um, kind of where we are as a couple. It was just a natural progression to get there. Yeah. There's a 99.99% chance that one or both of us have experienced <laughs> whatever somebody else has experienced yeah. and needs help. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's always better to have a coach that has actually gone through what you're going through. Yes. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of people uh, recognizing some of the stories that you've been sharing with us today. So I understand that you'd like to offer something to my listeners. Would yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we we do a transformational call. It's a 30 minute call where we'll sit down. Um, we'll we'll kind of understand where you are with your marriage, with your relationship. And um, we'll see if we, we can help you. It, it's a full co coaching session. Uh -huh. um, you know, and so we really want your listeners to get some va value out of it. Um, whether it's just that 30 minute call. And if there's something we can help, help them with, um, we'll absolutely do that. If if it's maybe outside our expertise or, or, or something that we can't help them, we're definitely going to point them in the right direction so they can get the help that they need or are desiring. Um, but yeah, it's a 30 minute call and um, they can Fabulous. find it. And we'll put all the details in the show notes for people to contact you. And if awesome. people want to work with you beyond that call, how do they do so? Um, they can get in touch with us um, on our website. It's uh, deviationbydesign.com. Okay. Um, and, you know, there they, they can go ahead and book a call with us. Um, and, you know, that initial call, we, we can take the details. And again, um, coaching really is a two-way street. So we want to make sure not only uh, do they fit with us, but do we fit with them? It is Can we help them? Um because coaching is, is uh, you know, like I said, it, it's a two-way street. So there has to be mutual um, understanding on, on yes. the direct direction we're headed. And trust. And trust yeah. there. And so we want to we wanna get on that call with them and make sure that they trust us. Make sure they understand where, where we want to take them. Because, you know, not all the goals are going li to line up exactly. And, yeah. you know, we always like to point them in the right direction if if it's not not a fit for us. But okay, uh, that's great. And again, we'll pull your contact details in the show notes. And the last thing I'd like to like you to provide really for my listeners is what are three takeaways that you could give to them? Three key things that you've learned on your journey, or we've discussed today, um, for them to take away. Um, the the first one is probably uh, no matter what you do, be intentional. Mm -hmm. uh, be intentional with everything that you do. And that in itself will help somebody in uh, dealing with their anxiety. Yes. Uh, you have to consciously do things. You can't accidentally fix things uh, most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you you kind of have to do it on purpose. Yes. Uh, be intentional in, in your relationships. Be intentional in your work. Be intentional in your thoughts. Uh, yeah. You just have to, you have to consciously do it 
you have to do whatever you're doing, do it intentionally. Okay, great. That's a really good point. I think the second would be, um, you know, when your partner's dealing with anxiety, be there, be there to be their support. You're not going to be able to fix it. You're not going to be able to get in their mind and help them. And I know as men, a lot of times we want to fix things. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You know, in Cress's anxiety, she deals with on May 6th. You know, I, I can't deal with that for her, but I can be a support for her. So I can get her out of town and, and put her in a better place to deal with it. But at the end of the day, understand that that if your partner's going through something, it's it's not yours to deal with. You're there to be their support, um, to be their 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 stronghold if if they need that. Yeah, absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think the third thing is um, don't be afraid to take care of yourself. If you take care of yourself, your relationship is going to be a whole lot healthier. Uh, if you, you you go get a pedicure, it makes yeah. you feel better. And you put out this aura that that radiates and and people notice that and and your partner will notice that and you're you're going to be more attractive to your partner if you take five minutes you don't have to take hours to get ready every morning but if you're going to go out and do something together put five minutes into yourself look in the mirror before you leave the house Um, yeah, yeah. Don't be afraid to take care of yourself. Yeah. Taking care of yourself is taking care of your relationship and taking That's care true. of your it's, it's turning up as the best you, really, isn't it? Be the best you. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. I'm so pleased you uh, came on the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. It's been it's really been interesting. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. Take care. Bye. You too. Thank you for listening to today's show. Please follow or subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they're available. Whilst you are there, please also comment and review as it helps me and other listeners know what is good and what is not. If you would like to get in touch, feel free to reach out to me via the contact details in my show notes or through Facebook at Finding Freedom Club.